Hallelujah. Please take your seat wherever you are. This evening, we're going to hear the word. Please move forward. Hallelujah. This evening, I'm going to share a very interesting subject with us. And I pray that it blesses you and makes you a better believer. Amen. I'm sharing with us on the subject, when a man genuinely loves God. When a man genuinely loves God. When a man is deeply in love with God. When a man, we are in a time when everyone says that he loves God. We are in a time when everyone is in need of love. Every single one of us. We need people who love us. We need people who really love us. And you, you and I can testify that you can come to a point in your life where people claim they love you, but there is nothing called love in the relationship they are having with you or the friendship or the connection. There can be love on the lips and never love from the heart. And so when a man says that he loves God, it, is, it can be an ambiguous statement. Hallelujah. There are many people who don't believe in Christ who says they love God. There are many people who say they love God and they are into politics and they are into other careers and what they do doesn't show that they love God. So when a man loves God, what are the things that will be seen in his life? That is all this message is all about. When a man says he loves God, what are we going to see of that man? Hallelujah. The three Hebrew boys in the Bible, I normally use, I love them in the book of Daniel. They demonstrated a love for God. A true love. A genuine love. A deep-seated love for God. They love God and they expressed it. They love God and it manifested in their posture in their words and in their actions. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. We will be moving through the version. So give me the message version. But if I don't mention the version, it means we are doing KJV. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered King Nebuchadnezzar. Your threat means nothing to us. Hallelujah. They told the king that your threat of throwing us into the furnace, into the burning furnace, it means nothing to us. These are men who were in love with God. And the verse 17 says, if you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, oh God. Verse 18. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. Oh, king, we still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. These are men who were in love with God. These are men who knew what the love of God and, and you see, these words and these stories and these are there for our examples. Sometimes when you, you, you want to relate to something, you have to check the scripture. And if it is not in scripture, 
it shouldn't mean anything to us. But if it is in scripture, it means that we must look on the scripture until that same image is replicated in our lives. We are, you see, when, when you are in this 21st century Christianity, if you don't pay attention to the Bible, a lot of things that are doctrinal, that are belief system, will live your lifestyle. A lot of things. A lot. I mean, one time a lady was calling me, was like, uh, Pastor, you know, if I want to be faithful to one person, I cannot. And I'm like, do you call your pastor on phone? <laughs> you, you are struggling to be loyal to guys. You are not born again. First place, you are not born again. Already now, you shouldn't be doing but you, you are not even able to stick to one. That means that you are not, you are just church. You are just a churchy person. So if you want to take motivation, if it's not in the Bible, throw it away. So you see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing. They say, we are, we all can, we are not careful to tell you, answer you in this manner. We are not bowing. And if even God, our God will save us, if even he doesn't save us, we will not change our mind. These are people who were intoxicated with the love of God. The love of God intoxicated them. They were drunk in the love of God. And in 2021, if you want to walk with God, you need to truly fall in love with him. We need to truly fall in love with God. We need, there is a need in our time. And there is, I wish I was preaching this on a Sunday. There is a need, there is a need that men and women of God, men and women of the house of the Lord, will genuinely fall in love with God. They went through the fairy furnace and came out shining and with new thrones. They didn't go inside and come back as skeletons. But the Bible said when they came back, they were promoted. When you love God, you go through your trial, you will not come back empty-handed. You will come out with something that is tangible that can bring glory to God. We are in a time when many of us don't actually love God. You can challenge it, you can question it, you can debate it, but you and I know that we actually genuinely are in serving God because we love him. We are here, we are in church, we are in prayer meetings, we are in the presence of God just because of a material blessing, just because of a marriage, just because of a breakthrough. We actually don't love God. Our focus is not on the love of God. Our focus is in our miracles. Our focus is on the car we want. Our focus is on the marriage we want. We actually don't love God. That is why we fight with our brothers and sisters. That is why we betray one another. We actually don't love God. Because if I was created in the image of God, and you were also created in the image of God, how come you hate me? It means the love of God is absent in the operational in our hearts. 
Am I preaching? This wasn't just a fit at work. The Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys, were not operating just faith. They were operating faith in the love of God. If they love God, take me to the verse 16 again. Hear what they said. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered King Nebuchadnezzar, your threat, when the king threatens you, it's a serious matter. Your threat means nothing to us. It means nothing to us. As long as we are in love with God, your threat, it means nothing to us. We are safe. Even with your threat, we are safe in our hands, in the hands of our God. If even he doesn't come to deliver us in our present situation in the furnace, we are okay. And that is the language of people who love God. I'm coming. Love is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death. There is a proverb in account that says that if death holds something, who can take it out? Love is as strong as death. When death holds a man, nobody can deliver that man. The best you see is a dead body on the floor. That is how strong love is. When love holds a man, that's why a man can be in love and can sell his car and he will be working. He will sell his car for the woman or he will give the car to the woman and he will be taking trotro. Because love is as strong as death. So, Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6. Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6. He said, set me as a seal upon thy heart, as a seal upon thy arm, for love is strong as death because of time let me end there love is strong as death that's why they say love blinds people it's not because it blinds them love is strong when it holds you so if we truly love him in 2021 we must do certain things certain things must be characteristics of us our life must have certain signals that shows that we love God and not because of the gold he gives us and not because of the silver he gave us and not because of the miracle. If we love God because of the miracle that came our way, when the miracle disappears, what do we do? Remember, Elijah died from a terminal disease. It could be cancer. It means he didn't die suddenly. There was a bit of suffering. But we never heard him deny God. So, in that mood, don't you think Elijah will be trusting God for healing? Elijah. His father went to heaven untouched. But he had to suffer. Though he picked up a double portion of the spirit of Elijah. As for that one, we don't preach about it. We don't, we, we don't go there. But this man took a double portion of the spirit of his father. His father never died in terminal disease, but he died. 
But that doesn't neutralize what God did with his life. Even when he died, his bones raised up a dead body. And that is how God is. So if you box God, you'll be disappointed. So why should God let the man die? If enough anointing is there to raise another dead body, why should the man die? The ways of God can never be predicted. But lovers of God, they follow God no matter the path the Lord chooses to walk them through. Somebody shout, I hear you. When a man is genuinely in love with God, he is committed to many godly things continuously. He is committed to many godly things. Many godly endeavors. Many godly exercises. If a man is in love with God, he is committed, committed to many godly things. Many kingdom things, naturally. Our giving must not be seasonal. Our prayer life must not be seasonal. Our service to God must not be seasonal. No. Our praising must not be seasonal. Our commitment to God must not be seasonal. Praise God. It must be continuous. When we say we are genuinely in love with God, our commitment must be continuous. It must flow continuously. Our love for God. The things we do for God. Please watch me, please. The things we do for God. Our commitment, our service, our giving. It must flow. I'm yet to see a man who is in love with a woman and does not naturally flow in doing things for her. Hallelujah. Having and keeping God's commandment continuously proves our love for him. Having and keeping. Having and keeping. Having. I'm showing you what, 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 what it is for a man to genuinely be in love with God. Oh, when they are coming to curse, then they start, you love God, you're going to curse. When you fall in love with God, you have his commandment and you keep it. John chapter 14, verse 21. I feel the anointing coming gradually. He that has my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. You give me the message version. Then we go to the GNT version. The person who knows my commandment. Now, if you love, if I ask you right now, do you love God? You say yes. Now look at this scripture and really define yourself. He said, The person who knows my commandment and keeps them that's that is who loves me and the person who loves me 
will be loved by my father and I will love him and make myself plain to him. GNT version of the, of the Bible. Of the same verse. He said, those who accept my commandment and obey them are the ones who love me. Simple. This is Bible describing those who love God. This is Bible describing a man who genuinely loves him. He said, is that man who accepts, who accepts and obeys. Are you here with me, somebody? God's love is not a theoretical one. But that one that drives us to obey his commandments. It's not theoretical. It's not head knowledge love. God's love is not a book knowledge. God's love is not a feeling. God's love is that which compels us to obey his word. To obey his word regardless of the environment. To obey his word. And look, child of God, if you don't obey God's, if you don't develop the character of obeying God's word day by day, step by step, bit by bit, page of the Bible, page of the Bible, one day you will betray yourself. Because every routine of your life is making your being. So one day and and not only one day, but you before you realize, your system of judgment has gradually become corrupted. And though you are a child of God, you are lacking good conscience. So you cannot make godly judgment. I'm coming. God's love is not a book knowledge love. It's an experiential love. It's a love that compels us to hold on to his word even in the storms of life. First John chapter 5 verse 3. First John chapter 5 verse 3. He said, for our love for God means that we obey his commands. Simple. Our love for God. I love God. I love God. I love God. I love God. Our love for God means that we obey his commands. And his commands are not too hard for us. The old King James said they are not grievous. They are not too hard for us. The best path you can take in life is to fall in love with God. The best path you can take in life is to fall in love with God. The love of God is not in singing songs and singing and singing emotional songs. It's not enough. Anybody can sing emotional songs. Oh, today I felt very emotional when I was, I was, I chanced on a clip of Michael Jackson singing on the stage and a fan just came on the stage and hugged him and 
as he was hugging the lady, he was still singing. And Charlie, I felt emotional. And the lady was in tears, wanted to kiss the guy. And, and when they came to separate the, the lady from Michael Jackson, he broke down. As he has become so emotional, he could not sing again. He began to cry. Anybody can be emotional. Are you following me, child of God? So the, the love of God is not in singing emotional song. Oh, now from Then you are crying. It's part of it. Fine. It's a deep connection, affection. You see, affection is birthed out of love. And that is the feeling part of love. But if feeling stands alone, it can be very deceptive. Yeah, it can be very deceptive. It can be. But it is in real demonstration of obedience to God's word. When a man loves God, now what are the signs that shows that a man is genuinely in love with God? Number one, if you have not shared the page, please share it and drop the link on various groups for us. Number one, when a man loves God, he would Deeply love his word. When a man loves God, he would deeply, deeply love his word. When a man loves God, he would deeply love his word. Psalm 119, verse 97 to 100. Psalm 119, verse 97 to 100. Oh, how love I die, Lord. How, oh, how love I die, Lord. It is my meditation all day. Verse 98. He said, Thou through thy commandment has made me wiser than my enemies. So don't just pray that God make me wiser than my enemies. It is just prayer. It will materialize when you begin to love the word of God. The more you fall in love with the word of God, the more you become wiser than the greatest witch in your family. You become mightier. And when you are wiser than somebody, no matter his organization, you look at it as foolishness. Hello, are you here? Just imagine you've gone home and then when you got home, your children have created some armored car with paper and they created some gun with a puzzle and said, Daddy, today you are under arrest. You are wiser than them. They are set up, no matter how effective it is to them. No matter how powerful they think it is. To you, it is foolishness. So if you want to be wiser than your enemies, don't just pray that prayer, but begin to love the scriptures. The more you love the scriptures, the more you eat the scriptures, the more you obey the scriptures, the more you become wiser than your enemies. He said, for they are ever with me. Verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies and my meditation. Verse 20, verse 100. He said, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. 
Give me the GNT of the verse 17. Verse 97, sorry. Kabatakayadaya. How I love your law. I think about it all day long. I'm showing you the lifestyle of the man who is genuinely in love with God. I think about your scriptures all day long. What scripture did you think about today? What scripture have you, have you meditated on today? Lovers of God, people who are genuinely in love with God, fall in love with the scriptures. When you don't study the Bible one day, you feel that something is not working with you. That is when you know that you are in love with God. When you go a day without the Bible, when you go a day without scripture, when you go a day without meditation, when you go a day without your quiet time, you will feel that something is missing in your life. That is a man who is genuinely in love with God. David was a lover of God and he said, Oh, how I love thy commandment. How I love thy law. I meditate on it all day long. Are you here with me, somebody? When a man loves God, automatically the love for the scriptures when you start losing a desire for the word of God it means that your love for him is dwindling yeah the same time it is a sign that you are genuinely in love with God the same time it is the fuel that fuels your love for God so distance, the, the, the enemy's agenda in our lives is to distance us from the word of God. Haven't you realized countless times when you sit up to study the word, then things begin to pop up. <laughs> you remember the WhatsApp you have not replied. You remember that now you have to go and review. You remember that when you went to Vivi, you didn't flash. You remember that you have to go and take water from the fridge. You remember that the bread that is in the fridge, you have to bring it and start warming it. You remember that you have to call somebody. You remember a lot of things. And before you realize, you remember that you have no eye on your things. It is when you sit up to study that you remember that your back is paining you. To just read the Bible. That is when you remember that your head is aching. You have to go and take para. In the process of taking para, somebody calls you. You start calling. You start chatting. Never open your phone up until you have opened up your scriptures and you are done. Never. There are certain times I won't pick calls because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You have to have an appetite for the word of God if you genuinely love God. In 2021, we must get addicted. Let's stop the drama. Let's stop the gymnastics. Let's stop the hide and seek and the entertainment. And let's genuinely, daily, begin to Build our word life. He said, those that keep my commandment, they that love me, they are the people who love me. 
Those who don't keep my commandment, they don't love me. There is no other personality that can rephrase that scripture. You can have motivational speaker to say something to suit your, your conscience. But the scripture says that if you love me, you will keep my commandment. So lovers of God, those who love God, they, they fall in love with the word. If you don't love to read, if you don't love to listen to the word, if you don't love to meditate on the word, if you don't love to practice the word, you don't love God. Period. If you don't love, some of us, we see the Bible like a newspaper. As time, if it's time for Bible study, it's like Charlie, yeah, how? You don't even know like why am I staying? It's not, it's not relevant to my life. That is how the devil has made us see the Bible. It's not relevant. It is not, it's not a relevant information. It's not a relevant information. The relevant information is that you are looking for the so-called alleged Supreme Court judge that caused somebody to bribe. That is what you are really looking for. That is irrelevant information. But to go into Galatians and read Galatians chapter 1 to chapter 5, it doesn't what we, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a bishop. Let the pastors read and then they have to know. The Bible is the life wire. Of every believer, your trump card for every victory is the word of God. A genuine man, a man genuinely in love with God will love the scriptures. If you don't practice God's word, genuine love for God is off. And I'm saying it again. A lot of us in church don't genuinely love God. They may be ushers, they may be intercessors, they may be choristers, they may be instrumentalists, they may be preachers. They actually don't love God. They are doing it for a certain direct benefit. The day they lay their hands on that miracle, you'll never see them in church. You'll never see them doing anything for God. You'll never see them talking about church. And they become wiser than the church. They become wiser than the kingdom because now they begin to lean on their own understanding. We don't genuinely love God. We don't. Prove to me I'm lying. When a man has nothing, he's very humble. When he starts seeing something, he starts getting a certain wings. We need to love God. We need to love God. Genuinely. Whether, today I was listening to a Roman father preaching. It was very interesting. He said, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, you can be rich. It was funny, but I was listening to it. He said, there are many non-believers who are very rich and it's true these shakes some of the money they've seen you know you you if, if they sell your whole family and evaluate you don't catch for you right if they give you thousand dollars eh, it's like Charlie you have become world bank some people thousand dollars what is thousand dollars 
They are unbelievers who were barren for a long time after 20 years of marriage and they got their own child. Unbelievers. So you see, if you are in church and all that you are believing God for is a breakthrough, that is why you are all around God. You are just all around Him. The breakthrough will come and we will not see you with him again. We must genuinely love God. Genuinely. Whether we get what we want or what we don't want, we know he's faithful to the end. Give the Lord a clap off in somebody. Psalm 119 verse 162. Quickly. Verse 119, verse 162. Are we there? He said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth a grace spoil. Give me GNT for them to understand. A grace spoil is like a breakthrough. You've gotten some miracle, some gathering of harvest. Said, How happy I am because of your promises. As happy as someone who finds rich treasure. I wrote something here. I said, a man who loves God will be happy and excited when it is time for preaching in the service. And all you are coming to, and the Bible said, and the crowd were pressing on to hear the word of God. So all you came to church to do was to receive the word, to hear the word, to write down what you must write, to note down what you must note. All you came to church is not to look at the choir, it's not to listen to sound, it's not to see the type of chair, it's not to see how the service will go, it's not to check the new hairstyle, but you came to hear the word of God for you for that week. Must be excited. I'm preaching. A man who loves God will love to share his word. And this same man will share his word, the word of God, to sinners and even to believers. Sometimes we say share the word, we think that is for unbelievers. Every believer, including the most prophetic man, including the most apostolic man including the most spiritual man needs the word of God. The child, the adult, whoever, the student, the headmaster, every believer lives on the word. Because of time, let me move to number two. When a man loves God, he obeys God with great delight and gladness. When a man loves God, he obeys God with great delight and gladness. Obedience is a proof that a man loves God. Obedience is a proof that a man loves God. When a man loves God, he will obey him. He will obey his instructions. He will obey his commandments. He will obey his directions. He will obey his word. When a man loves God, it is that thing that differentiates hearers from doers. Obedience. 
Obedience. Obedience. A man who loves God will walk in obedience to God's word. When a man says, Oh God, I love you. That man has a heart of obedience. And listen to me, church. What will differentiate you from other Christians is your level of obedience to God's word. Your personal level of obedience to God's word is what would differentiate you from other believers. Yes. Am I teaching at all? Obedience becomes a joy for a man who loves him. Sometimes when obedience becomes too heavy for you, check your love. When a wife is struggling to obey the husband, you need to check the love. When a child is struggling to obey the father, you need to check the love. And you are struggling to obey God's word. You need to check your love for God. Am I preaching at all? Nobody needs to push them to obey. They must not be coerced. They will not be forced. They will naturally love and obey God. That is a man who is genuine. Genuine. Not the eye serving man. Service does not necessarily prove your love. Until you are serving in full obedience. Yeah. Until you are serving in full obedience. It does not necessarily say. Being a chorister doesn't make you an obedient child. No. There are people who have, who have entered into serving God and they are no longer seen serving God. So if just serving God, if just playing the organ, if just holding the microphone, if just ushering is a sign that you love God, you missed it. But a sign, a sure sign, a sure sign that a man is genuinely in love with God is when he walks in obedience to God's word. John chapter 14 verse 21 again. A sure sign. A sure sign. I'm not here to entertain you at all. You know me by now. If you have, if you have been in this ministry for over nine years, you know me. I don't know how to entertain people for long. By the time you are excited, I'm, I'm changing the rhythm. He said, the person who knows my commandment and keeps them that is who loves me. Jesus is speaking. So take no definition from anyone if you truly want to know the word. First John chapter 5 verse 3. Let's go back to that verse again. The proof that we love God. This is English when we keep his commandment and they are not all troublesome. Give me the GNT. 
For our love for God means that we obey his commands. That is simple. I wish you write it like that in your notes and update your status. Write it somewhere. Let it. When somebody is defining lovers of God, you just pull it out. For our love for God means that we obey. And these are the words of scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said, and his commands are not too hard for us. Too hard for us. It's still difficult for you to, 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 to run away from alcohol. It's still difficult for you to pay your tithe. It's too difficult for you to pay your first fruit. It's too difficult for you to pray. It's too difficult for you to live a holy life. It's too difficult for you to study the Bible. It's too difficult for you to, to remain committed. It's too difficult for you to remain loyal. Is, is it still too difficult for you for you to wait on God? That's what I'm talking about. I'm preaching. It's no joke. Until we obey God's word, we will miss out on many promises of God. Because many promises of God are tied to our obedience. Many promises of God are tied to our obedience to his word. Many promises of God are tied to our obedience to his word. I repeat, many promises, many of the promises, more than 70% of the promises of God in scripture are tied. To our obedience. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Oh God, I feel that teaching. Praise the Lord. Happy is the person who honors the Lord, who takes pleasure in obeying his commands. <laughs> Do you take pleasure in obeying his commands? Or you struggle? It's like it's a big deal. <laughs> he takes pleasure. In obeying his commands. That is the man who is genuinely in love with God. That is the man who is genuinely in love with God. He said, the good man's children will be powerful in the land. His descendants will be blessed. Let me show you something. That means that a man who sincerely, who genuinely walks with God and loves God and obeys the word of God with Pleasure, he will become a blessed ancestor. He will produce generational blessing. The prayer has not even come, but look, he's affected. Go back to the verse one. Go back to the verse one quickly, and let's look at the scripture. Praise the Lord. That means another way is about to open. A revelation is about to be released. The Bible says, "Happy is the person." Another verse says, "Blessed is the man who honors the Lord." Oh, come on, come on, keep me there, please keep me there. Happy is the person who honors the Lord, who takes pleasure in obeying his commands. So he's telling us the type of man he's about to talk about. He's a man who is obeying God in great pleasure. Verse 2, he said, the good man's children will be powerful in the land. How do you connect that? His descendants will be blessed. In the verse 3, he said, His family will be wealthy and rich. What a promise for us if we would genuinely love God. 
if we will genuinely obey God, our prayers will yield. And these are prayer topics we pray. Why do we pray on everything when there are ways to get them? There are stated ways. He said, when you love me and you obey me in great pleasure, when you serve me in great pleasure, when you love me and obey my word in pleasure, tithing, you are holding it, serving God. We are going for evangelism, you are there. You are in a department, you are serving. We are going to visit um, poor people, you are there. Whatever he said you should do, you are doing. When you do it with great pleasure, your descendants will be blessed. His family will be very, will be wealthy and rich. And he will be prosperous forever. I pray that you will develop a strong appetite to love and obey the word of the Lord. Total obedience to God and what he has said. Total obedience. And you see, it's a level. We pick it one day after a time. If you cannot obey simple instructions in the Bible, certain instructions will be very difficult. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. I feel the anointing. This kind of obedience is birthed only through a deep-seated love for God. Deep-seated. How will a man like Abraham take his son to go and kill? His only son to sacrifice if it's not love. You see, that level of love, it bets something in you that no money can buy. No man can understand. When you get to that level, you know. You cannot be in love and not know telling you, Jude, when you fell in love with your wife, didn't you know? When you fall in love with God, you know. And others will know. Others will know. And that is when you begin to obey God. The atmosphere notwithstanding. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. In 2021, be a man who is deeply in love with God. I've told God that I want to fall in love with him till I'm lost out of the world. I want to, you see, I want to stay in the word. There is something, I want to meet Jesus. When the person I'm sorry, as I'm steady, you know, Jesus will just come. Then I start talking to him. I said, why did you allow coronavirus to keep long like that? We we'll talk. Say, Jesus, do, 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 do you know something? I need a house in Columbus, Ohio, you know? So just, I want to have certain, how many of you have had a divine encounter in your room alone before? Divine encounter. Look, he's disappearing in the church. You don't yearn for it. You can have. And you see, God doesn't just appear in that moment with anybody keke, else you run away. I saw a video today, somebody was praying, praying, and then an image appeared behind him, and he began to run away. <laughs> and the image too was in white too. No, Johnny. 
goes through. He's running away. To where? I want an encounter. I want an encounter. And I want a revival. I want a day I'll finish preaching on Sunday. We have closed and we have gone. Eh? And then they will call me from the house and say that, Pastor, it's as if the whole they are just coming into the church and they are crying and they are mentioning Jesus and they are mentioning Jesus. Pastor, you need to come back to church because something is happening. We want to see those days again. Pastor, when you left, where you parked your car, they brought a dead child and put there and the child came. We want to see those days again. It can happen for you. But it will only be transferred and manifest when we begin to obey God. Look how powerful Abraham has become. When we all die, we go to heaven. We will lie in Abraham's bosom. Abraham's blessings are mine. And it has never finished. Every time a born again comes into the kingdom, he still has a share in Abraham's blessing. Is that not a, a testimony? May the Lord bless you so much that when you die and you go, the blessings that obedience to God gave to you, every descendant of yours would become a billionaire from it. I thought you are saying amen. If you are clapping, you clap. Number three. When a man loves God, he will love the house of God. When a man loves God, he will love the house of God. When a man loves God, he will love the house of God. Love plants a man in the house of God. Love plants a man in the house of God. Love for God plants a man in the house of God. Love for God plants a man in the house of God. Love for God plants a man in the house of God. In the IT dominated generation that we are in, if you are not careful, you will adopt to online church more than in-person church. So instead of the online church becoming or augmenting the in-person, it now takes on the main. The online came to augment the in-person. We can't lay hands on you online. There is a blessing you may not get online. I'll show you. When online becomes your main, we have a challenge. Except, you know, the online came so that just in case you are still at work now, as you are watching, or you are driving home now, it means you can't get to church. And there are some people in this church who are not resident very, very close. When I say very, very close, I'm not talking about Coca-Cola and those things. Those are, because I don't also stay in this community. Are you with me? I'm talking about some members are in Kaswa. Some are in Koforidia. Some are in Committee 15, those 25. So such people can't come for weekday meetings. So now they are online watching. But if you are within the peripheral, spin test, 
wherever and you can't come to church we had Michael I was talking about he walked from Teshi he, sometimes he has no money he will walk and come to church and go back so don't become you see don't let online feed you on your laziness your laziness to church oh pastor you know I was coming and uh, you know when he said oh Karen's temple is online and do we day, we day, we day. Then you change some more. Then you go and watch something else. Then you come back. Fire, 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 fire. Amen, 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 amen. Then you go back. <laughs> what type of fellowship is that? By the time you are out, oh, okay, 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 stop that, stop that, stop that. She says, then you come past and say, come on, shout here. Yes. What did you hear that you are shouting? What did you hear? There is a greater blessing when we gather in person. Would you love me to do your wedding online? But that one pastor my essay. Yes, take the left ring, the left hand on the forward. Say I it's online. You to you doing online church. So I'm doing your online wedding. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 23. There is a blessing when we gather. He said, But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city ye are come. Mm. Mm. Ye have come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, and the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So when we come to church, we rub shoulders with angels. <laughs> angels are just walking, seated with us. They are moving in us, moving around us. When they move around you and you have a soul somewhere, they heal you because they are messengers sent on assignment. So there are innumerable company of angels in our midst right now. You may not see them, but they are here. The Bible says, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. General assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits. So we have come, as we are here, Apostle Paul can walk here. David can walk here. And so, King Solomon, even David I'm talking about, can be walking there and be listening. The spirit of just men made perfect. I don't know whether I'm blessing somebody. We need to know certain things. We are playing with the church and Christianity gradually becoming something. The, the honor, the sense of reverence, the sacredness, the spirit is gradually being sipped away. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how fast technology takes up. The church must be ahead of technology. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Celebrate God with a good clap offering. The other time I asked a pastor, I said, why do you do banners? Why do you do poster? Because when I look at the poster he did, eh, he didn't communicate anything. I said, you just want your face to be on the poster and you do like this. 
because your poster there's so many things wrong with it hmm. your poster you are not pastor so let me preach when we gather in person we are fellowshipping with heavenly beings you must love the house of God by attending to services in these times that the COVID, all of a sudden they are announcing COVID is rising. COVID is a thousand two hundred and something is gone up. If you don't take care, say, let me hide myself. You only hide when it is church service, but when it's work, you are the first to get to work. You sit in trotro by faith. You even come to church. We put water, wash your hands, use sanitizer. We are still maintaining social distance. You are still afraid. You see, and if you are a lover of God, you'll be ready to raise your life for him. You'll be ready. Most of you will not do what I'm doing right now, holding microphone to preach in COVID. Hey, pastor, the thing went down my throat. The thing, when I say, come on, shout. But you see, is the love for God and for the work. When we love God, we will love his house. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17. Upon Mount Zion, it has come up again. Upon Mount Zion. We must love the house of God. Shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Zion in the Bible simply implies the church of today. It is the church of God, the church of Christ, and the church of the new, of the, of the firstborn. So the church today, that is Zion. If a man loves God, he will love his church. So don't say, me, I love God, but I don't love church people. You don't love God. Lovers of God, go to Mount Zion. Lovers of God, go to Zion. Lovers of God are Zionites. <laughs> a man who is deeply in love with God is a Zionite. Lift your right hand and say, I am a Zionite. Oh, say it with conviction. Say, I am a Zionite. And give the Lord a good clap offering somebody. I walk with angels. I play with angels. My you may see me walking like this, but my company, every Zionite has a company of angels. Lovers of God are Zionites. They are dwellers in Zion. They are inhabitants of Zion. When a man, you see, he will love the church. He will love the pastor. He will love the system. He will love the leaders. He will love the members. That is a Zionite. When you love God. If you love me, you love my dog. Yeah. You can marry a rich man. And you have a troublesome mother. But you must love the mother. I love you, but you know your mother. No, it's not correct. You love me. You love everybody. When a man who says he loves God does not love the house of God, his love is questionable. No matter who he is, 
Now we look at David who loved God. Everybody, all of us know David loved God. And let's see what he spoke about concerning the house of God. Psalm 122, verse number 1. Psalm 122, verse number 1. Now this is a king. This is not a mere man. This is a king. The king who lost no battle. King David. A prophet and a priest. King David. The king is an administrator. The head of administration for a, jurisdic for a jurisdiction or a territory. He is the commander in chief. So he settled, he has a busy schedule. But look at what he said. He said, I was glad. Hey, you. When you saw the message, he's teaching service. What type of church Christ is disturbing us? Hey. But when, G, when David receives a test message, hello, it's teaching service, it's at 7 p.m. God bless you, see you soon. Oh, wow, 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 wow. It's time for teaching service. He's going, you. And then, some of you have blocked that line. I'm blocking on. Blocking on. Repent. David, a king. Busy shadow. But when he heard, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There is a blessing in the house. I'm telling you. Those preachers who preach plenty. It's not church. It's not about church. It's not about. They don't know what they are talking about. They don't know what they are talking about. It's so sad that preachers will preach against church attendance. It's sad. Church is not about the church you go. It's about the shrine you go. <laughs> it's about the shrine you go. It's very important. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Let us go. Tell somebody we will go to church. Yeah, I was glad. Let us go. Let us go. Not just, I, just said, I was glad when they said we should write our name on paper. I said, no. We are not talking about paper church members. We are talking about, so the, David was a church goer with extraordinary character. So it's not a sin to be a church goer. The only problem is that when you go to church and you don't like, you don't allow the church to go through you, we have a problem. But lovers of God are church goers. I thought you were clapping. <laughs> lovers of God are church goers. He went to the house of God ten times in a day. Ten times in a day. In a day. Pastor, are you sure? I'll show you. Ten times in a day. David was in the temple. Seven times he went to the temple to praise God. Three times he went to pray. Psalm 119 verse 1 says 4. Psalm 119 verse 1 says 4. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of the righteous, because of thy righteous judgment. And if you know the structure of the temple, David will not praise God in the hall in the palace. No, if you know the structure of the palace of the king, David had temples in the palace. So he will go there 
So he loved the house of God. Out of his busy schedule. And three times he would go and pray. Psalm 55 verse 17. Quickly. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. I pray that in 2021, you will love the house of God. I said you will love the house of God. I said you will love the house of God. I can hardly count the number of Sundays I have not been in church for the past 30 years. I can hardly count. 30 years. I can hardly count the Sunday I wasn't in the house of God. Tuesdays, the same. It, it is awkward. It's awkward to be a lover of God and not be found in the house of God when the sins gather. It's very, you must feel very awkward. Now, Sunday morning, now they hear joggings. Person, me keep feet. I feet. Sunday morning. Obi, hear joggings. And no collapse here, no we. Yeah. Sunday morning. Pastor, I'm tired, you know. It's the Sunday morning I used to wash my things. Work, I close around 10 p.m. every weekday. So Sunday morning. So you, I'm thinking maybe next week I'll come to church. Really? Because you are the CEO of the world. Because you gave yourself life. Sunday morning. Okay, boys, boys. And in the market. Yeah, you come to pound fufu. Na jeni. Na yengma. A tragala. Yeah, tragala. Sunday morning. Ni a thousand cities, thousand cities, what? Two thousand. A be wo he no na two thousand cities. Sunday morning. It has paid off for being a lover of the house of God. That is how far God has brought me and I know the future is bright because when I look at the example of David, David never ended a mere man. I pray that you will become a Zionite in 2021 that when we gather in church and we look left, right, front, back, we will find you in the house of the Lord. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering somebody. Don't seek to be fresh and flourishing. Don't seek to be just be planted in the house of the Lord. One of the lines in the fruitfulness declaration is that they that be planted in the house of the Lord, they shall be fresh and flourishing. Don't they? just be planted. You flourish. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Adoba Shatakaya. I'll take 10 minutes of your time. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the law, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He shall be like a tree planted, planted, 
planted, not just positioned, but planted, planted, connected to water. Ah, but planted, established, immovable like Mount Zion. He shall be like a plant. Planted. Shall be like a tree. Planted. Planted. Not scalded, but planted. And that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. So if you are not bearing fruit, it means that probably you have not been planted or your season is not due yet. And most of the times, in that time, we take a decision to transplant ourselves because we are not seeing fruits. Fruits come in their own season. The last thing that I'll say about when a man loves God is that when a man loves God, he gives to the cause of God. He gives to the cause of God. He gives to the cause of God. Oh, pastor, you know, school fees have started coming on. Ah, God knows that school fees is coming. God knows that we pay rent. And if school fees is coming, and some of you have girlfriends, and your girlfriend tells you that he wants that new week that has come, 3500 as a birthday present. Open fans in You will forget that the school fees. Are you here? I told you love is as strong as death. Your uncle that died five years ago, has he resurrected? No. <laughs> he is rotten. When a man is genuinely in love with God, he gives willingly to God. Because already he has given himself to God. Until a man gives himself to God, he gives his whole life to God. He cannot give his money to God. He cannot give his time to God. He cannot give his talent to God. He cannot give his service to God. Until you are given, you can never give your money. Until you are given. Giving is one way to prove a deep-seated love for God. A deep-seated love for God. Anyone who joins with his tithe and first fruit and giving and pledges and vows. And Reverend Jalo, um, Reverend Nila said something the last time. He said, he said, he said, he said, you have not redeemed your vows, but you have bought a new phone. You have not redeemed your vow, but you have bought a new shoe. You are not a lover of God. You are not in love with God. Love no immokable and so that's a strong word. Does not captivate you, does not captivated you yet. The love we have for God will determine the level of our giving. For God so loved the world that He gave His only being. God in son. It tells us the depth of love. There is no state you ever enter into that God will not love you. If God loved us whilst we were yesiness, what state can a man be that God will not love him? That is how heavy that love is. The love is so deep that the only person that has him in personality, the only person 
person that is exact description of God the Father, the only person that in him God was pleased in. God was ready to sacrifice him because of the depth of love. And when he gets to our tithe and our sacrifice small, small, we think it's a big deal. We sing this song. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in. You sing all that. But we don't mean it. But this year, let's live a life as people who love God. When a man is in love with God, giving towards the work of God is without question. Yeah, they don't wait for some gymnastic prophet to come and say, shake your leg, do this, I see that you are going to be blessed. It's good. <laughs> I see that, Charlie, when you drop this offering, bam, by the time you get home, Charlie, that one, you believe. But lovers of God, I don't need you to convince me to give to my wife. That is what I'm trying to, I'm hitting something into your spirit. I don't need you to convince me to give you something. I don't need you to convince me. Last year, late last year, I emptied my wardrobe. Everything was taken. Not a single suit was left. Everything. And I shared it for them. From suit, shoes, dress, nothing was left. So now every Sunday I have to go and look for dress. Because I don't have dress. Not even khaki. I don't need to be convinced to buy dresses for my sons in the house. You don't need to come and convince me that if I buy dress for my sons, they will grow to become great. No. Before I buy, no. Before I give, no. Lovers, people who are deeply in love with God, they give regardless of what God will give back to them. So Abraham took the son. God never told Abraham, give me your son and I will make you father of me. He didn't say that. He said, wake up, take your son to Mount Moriah. I will show you a mountain there and sacrifice him. Abraham didn't ask further questions. He just picked the son. But you see, God had made a provision ahead of time. Lovers of God, they don't care what demand God makes on their life. They don't care. I pray, if we say we love God, we must give to his work. And this is a church. I was with a pastor one day. He said his church was a giving church. And I said, yes, reverend, it's true. And I said it in my heart, Lord, make Caris Temple like this church. Give us generosity in our hearts. May we give until it becomes, until God was afraid. Exodus 25 thereabout. Abraham, Moses went to stand there. God said, we should bring money to build the house of God. The people brought it so much that now God was scared. He said, hey, you are giving too much. God, may you come to that point where you give an offering 
and God will be pleased with you. I thought you would say amen. I thought you would say amen. When a man is in love with God, giving is not a struggle. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. I'm wrapping up. I have five minutes to. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Yeah, there is sincere love and there is fake love. The fact that a man is buying you shoes and giving you money and buying you this and renting for you and speaking so much about tomorrow to this, to that, to that. Hey! Kela Bahashaya. It doesn't work like that. There is sincere love and there is fake love. There is original, there is genuine dollars and there is fake dollars. Some of the dollars that are fake only specialized people can see that it's fake. There is genuine love. There is genuine love. There is genuine love. There is sincere love. And may God, may, may, may we express our sincere love. May we express our sincere love to God in 2021. When love is active, it moves a man to give. Yeah. When love is active, not passive. And many of us are in a passive mood. Many of us are in a passive mood. When, when we say passive, you know, speakers that are passive needs amplifiers to pump them, to, 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 to run it. If you are passive, it means you need another equipment to push you. But if you are active, you have an inbuilt amp. You don't need another amp. You are ready to fire. Active love makes a man a giver. Now let's see the addiction that David had in 1st Chronicles chapter 29 verse 3. I have four minutes. Correct. Moreover, because I have said, give me the message version. I'm closing so I want a soft. Furthermore, because my heart is in this in addition to and beyond what I have guarded have you seen that so it's possible for you to make pledges beyond what you have in your account it's only love that can make it that way it is only love that can make you, you have $5,000 in your account and then you step and say, God, I'm giving you $15,000. He said, because my heart is in this, in addition to and beyond what I have gathered, I am turning over my personal fortune. My personal fortune. You know fortune. It's not my savings, so fortune. <laughs> fortune. And yes, more. Of gold and silver for making this place of worship for God. GNT version. 
three minutes will be done. Over and above all this that I have provided, I have given silver and gold from my personal property. Who told you giving has died in the church? All those preaching on internet and all that bastardizing preachers and church people and pastors now they love money they cannot preach without asking for money they didn't write the scriptures and we are not moved we are not perturbed with what they are saying because it doesn't make sense to us this one makes sense to us I thought you were clapping this one makes sense yeah he said, I have given silver and gold from my personal property because of my love for God's temple. Look at me, child of God. Develop a personal. And I repeat, I keep saying it. God doesn't bless people. He bless persons. He takes Abraham, he blesses him. He takes Isaac, he blesses him. He takes Jacob, he blesses him. He takes David, he blesses him. And when he blesses a man, the man blesses a generation. Take a personal decision to go the way of God, to go the way of a love. I said, because, because I'm not doing it because of kinship. I'm not doing it because God made me king. I'm not doing it because of the privileges I have. I am making this vow and I'm giving my gold and silver because of my love anytime you are giving in church let it be motivated by love no matter the need in question let love precede the need no matter the need in your life at the point of giving let your giving be premised on the love you have for God. Give the Lord a good clap offering somebody. If you, if you want to be great in 2021, thank God. You don't need to have anything to be a blessing. All you need is a heart that wants to be a blessing. You don't need money to be a blessing. Yes. People have money and they are not a blessing. Somebody went to follow one of these MPs for campaign, campaign, campaign. Right after the campaign, he's calling me, Charlie. I make broke. Charlie, go give me this. Meanwhile, the MP won. Meanwhile, when they were coming, you call, you won't get him. People are rich, but they are curses. People are rich, and they are blessing. It's not money that makes you a blessing. It's a heart that wants to be a blessing that makes a man a blessing. When that heart is not there, no matter how rich you become, you cannot. That is why you can't tell me you are waiting to start getting money before you give. You are not a blessing. And you cannot be a blessing. Because if God gave you 100 CDs and you cannot tie 10 CDs, if God gave you thousand cities, you cannot tie hundred cities. 
One day I saw somebody's tithe. I said, this man is a righteous man. Because the money that I saw, most of us sitting here, if that was your tithe, you wouldn't have paid. You wouldn't. If you cannot be faithful with 10 CDs tithe, you will faint when you have to pay a tithe of $15,000. You will faint. Hey! $15,000. If I even give $3,000, pastor will be me. I'm not interested in knowing how much you pay. I'm not. I'm not. I've lost track. I hardly check with them. I, 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 I don't know how much you pay for tight mouth. I don't know. So don't be sitting here thinking that when you write, Pastor, I don't know, me. I don't know. George, I don't know. I don't know. That's why when we ask you to pledge, we don't write your telephone number to call you. Have we ever called you to? No. As for the calling, we'll tell you to come and take the offering, the envelope. But I will never pick a call. Have I called you? No. Because I believe in personal commitment. Lovers of God, they are dedicated to giving their all. To giving their all. Look, in this church, I've seen people love God. And I've seen them giving to church from the classroom. And I can tell you today, they are not poor. They are not poor. I can't reveal them to you, but they are not poor. They are not poor. No, they are not. These windows, one person did it. This stage, somebody gave somebody 40 bags of them. These trusses, this, a lot of things, fans, this. One, pe one person can just get them. Oh, this puppet, one person paid for it. Going to do crossover. Some people say, Pastor, we are giving this, we are giving this, we are giving. By the time I come in here and say that, oh, we are going to do crossover there, it was already paid for as far as October. And they have never regretted giving to God. I'm praying for you, praying for you. That one heart you have is that I will be a giver to the work of God and to the building of His house. Give the Lord a clap offering, somebody. And rise up on your feet. Lift your two hands and pray for three minutes. That God, help me. It's not by might, it's not by power. Always remember that scripture. But by my spirit, say the Lord. The spirit of God can help you to develop a sincere, a sincere love for God. Lift your two hands to God and talk to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to be a genuine, a genuine lover of God. Genuine. Pray. Help us, Lord, by your spirit.
Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are to Father, we thank you for this word. I pray I stand with my brothers and sisters. And we pray that, Lord, you will help us to love you genuinely. You will help us love your word. You will help us obey your word. You will help us to love Zion. You will help us to be givers in your house. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap of.